The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! Coming up on today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with light except that the earth rotates around them. So that's important. The review of the goofy news which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. Yes, Lord Jesus, please come right now. That would be fantastic. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance. Let's do a little bit less of that and a little bit more of standing up and moving forward in the kingdom of God. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? I'll tell you why. Why did the chicken cross the road? Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. I don't know why you think we know what we're doing. We certainly don't know what we're doing. We've never known what, we do, what we're doing. We can't even say the intro's right. It doesn't even matter. But we're here. We have no idea what's going to happen. You have no idea what's going to happen. None of us care. How about that? Uh, here it is. For the next few minutes, we want to talk faith with you. So we're asking questions about living life as a Christian. You know, have you ever been in a hurry and you're running about 20, 30, 40, or 50 minutes behind, and then your entire day you feel like you're running 20, 30, 40, or 50 minutes behind? I'm sure that Captain Chris and I are the only two that have ever gone through that. Anyhow, if you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. That's sad. We want you to reach out to us. That'd be fun. You can call us at 972-445-0770. So if you have a praise report or a prayer request, something you just want to talk about, not kvetching, but just sharing and encouraging and then asking for help if you need help, don't hesitate. 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you'll end up talking to Captain Chris. The bonus that takes place there is talking to Captain Chris. That's like not hearing about politics for an entire week. Wow! And then you will be... I defy you to top that one. <laughs> That's a pretty good one right there. I mean, come on, right? Can I just call myself over yeah. and over yeah. again? Yeah, you can just call yourself, and then you wouldn't have to hear about it for a week, no matter what it is. Like, I don't want to hear about that. 
Uh, also, you can text us, 214-210-8483. Somebody out there is going, Dave, politics are really important. Poly, many, ticks, blood-sucking insect. Just remember that. Text 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. Or you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. Day and then the vid, so david at hemustincrease.org. Also, we're going to send you to the website, as we often do. A couple of things for you guys to be aware of. We have found a new hosting company, we think. <laughs> we're pretty confident, pretty comfortable. Just be in prayer for us. We need to know, you know, but it looks pretty good. Uh, so I think that's going to work out really, really good. And they're also going to help promote the podcast throughout the world. So that's cool. All right, that's a good thing. Number two, on the website, there are there's the free app, Spoonanity. We encourage you to get that. Uh, we haven't got the one yet for... Uh, for Apple, but we're still working on that. And with this new group, we might be able to pull that off. So we're kind of like, ooh, this could work out really good. Don't forget the podcast. They're up there live. There's 3,100 plus hours of them. They are all for you. And they are just a variety of topics on everything you can think of. So I'd ask you to do that. And then finally, when you get to the website, you'll know there's a prayer request place, a praise report place. It's actually the same place. And then the other part about that is it's a place to give. If you want to give and you're just like, I don't like using the online giving, and I don't blame you because some people don't. It's uncomfortable if you don't know it. Then you can send a check directly to us or you can call me. We can work it out. We can work it out. Don't worry. But for the rest of you, go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. That's it? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think that one's a spring. I'm not sure. Yeah, but it has to be a spring. I mean, come on. All right, we're going to uh, kind of jump into a couple of things. First, we're going to pray for Ukraine. I'm going to do that right now. We're going to be praying for the churches to because the, they're going to be having people uh, come there. You want people, brothers and sisters who you haven't met yet, but you will in eternity to make those decisions. And we're going to pray for a few other things. But let's pray for Ukraine real fast because we do that because we believe that God still is on the throne. And we know we, don't, <laughs> we have no idea what's going to come out of this whole thing. We understand that God is not caught by surprise what's going on okay so let's pray father we come before you right now and we ask you just to bring peace we don't have all the answers and we don't know what the allowance purpose is or what's going to be worked out of it but we do pray that your name is glorified and that the gospel will be proclaimed and a miracle will be demonstrated and your name will be honored and that brothers and sisters your children us one another the family of god can rejoice knowing and seeing the hand of god in the situation we pray in jesus name amen and amen okay so we got that and i want you to keep praying for them you just keep praying uh there's always we have heard actually of, of stories of people making strong decisions for christ and you might find out by the time it's all said and done, there was a small revival that took place in Ukraine. So don't get too surprised by anything. The Lord knows exactly what's going on. In the meantime, we've got to go back to the book of Hebrews, and uh, we'll do a little bit of Easter discussion in the second hour, which is the other half, which is the second of the two of the three-thirds of the show, which nobody quite understands yet. But the bottom line is we want to stay in Hebrews. We're in a very important part, especially in the next two weeks, 
uh, after this that we get to. So let's look, go back there and look at Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11. I think it's verse 11. Is there anything else we got to cover? Got that? No? Okay. I'm just trying to remember if I remember. <laughs> I was writing a lot last night. Uh, here you go. Hebrews chapter 5, verse, verse 11. Now, don't be mad at me. I didn't write this. It's not my book. Right? I mean, I love this book, but it's not my book. Verse 11. We have a great deal to say about this, and it is difficult to explain since you have become too lazy to understand. Although by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the basic principles of God's revelation again. You need milk, not solid food. Now, everyone who lives on milk is inexperienced with the message about righteousness because he's an infant. But solid food is for the mature, for those whose senses have been trained to distinguish between good and evil. So in the nicest way possible... The author in the book of Hebrews, maybe this is one of the reasons why we don't have his name, is saying this. Okay, you know what? I really want to tell you guys a lot of stuff, but you are so lazy. It's like, you know how you read the Bible and everybody's saying, oh, it should be, everybody should be like, oh, yeah, roses and caramel candy and, and uh, rainbows and Skittles and everybody's going peace and wearing tie-dye shirts. This is just yet another example of those people having no understanding, uh, not just of the gospel, but of basic Christian ministry. Here, the author is going, you are so lazy. I mean, can you not just see your parents or your, your siblings or your spouse going, you are so lazy. <laughs> it's like, wow. And it's like, he's, and what he says is, I want to share stuff with you. I want to tell you stuff. But you're just like being, I'm not going to do. No, see, this what we're being challenged on in the framework of Scripture is not to be lazy in the principles of the kingdom of God, to be on top of it, to be active, to be thoughtful, to be processing. This Christian journey is not, and I'm going to say this as powerfully as I can, is not an add-on for your life. If your Christianity is an add-on, you're not saved. That's it. Because only those who continually believe are going to break through all barriers, recognizing that the kingdom of man, the kingdom of Satan, the kingdom of this, that, or whatever, is not the kingdom of God. And what we should be seeking first is God's righteousness and his kingdom. That's it. There's not a whole bunch to throw in there to do with it. His challenge is pretty much direct. We've become too lethargic and sluggish in our faith. You know, and you think, well, is it bad to be lethargic or sluggish? I don't know. Is an IRS audit bad? <laughs> it's like, because this would be worse, is what he's trying to communicate. And at this point in our faith, some of us should be doing a little less absorbing and a little more, you know, sharing and teaching. And he even says that. It's really, although by this time, you ought to be teachers. It's like, look, you've gotten tons of stuff. Basic information has come to you, great theologies, great insights. Now share that. Or are you just on the, I'm going to sit here and eat the food all the time and do nothing with it diet? That's the challenge from the author. I mean, is that funny? Milk. milk, Milk's great. It's fantastic. But so is pizza and so is steak. And so <laughs> I'm just trying to say, can you move on from milk and cookies? 
can you move up there? Step up? Maybe even have some French fries every once in a while. That's kind of what's going on there. Yeah, I didn't write it. All right, folks, we're going to take a short break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Jonathan and David were closely knit, and David made a commitment to Jonathan, and Jonathan said, I, don't, I want you to make sure you're not going to take any kind of wrath or any kind of vengeance on my kids, on my family, on my uh, people, and David made that commitment. What I want you to get in 2 Samuel chapter 4, verse 4, is that Mephibosheth is an offspring of Jonathan, and he was crippled, or he was lame. He couldn't walk properly. He couldn't you know, function properly. He was at a tremendous disadvantage. And I remember when the preacher in North Phoenix Baptist Church looked at his audience, and just to give you an idea how big this church was, it, it, the, the auditorium seated like about 5,000. So it's like huge, right? And he, looked at, he looks around at everybody, and then he says this. He said, you are Mephibosheth. And I was thinking, What? <laughs> what? And he goes, you, and he, you know, I'm thinking in my mind, but he's just he's preaching, and he's a, oh, was he just one of the best preachers. You are Mephibosheth. You are lame and unable to walk without help. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Yay! 
So we are going to be praying for, we should probably do that first because it's kind of an important part of it. I'd like everybody to join me in prayer so that we can make sure that we do this. You've got churches throughout the entire uh, city and state and country and the world that are going to be making presentations for the gospel. And we want the Holy Spirit to empower those presentations and for Jesus Christ to be honored and glorified. And what we're looking for is the people of God to grow our family. But we want the Lord to be the one that adds to the number daily. No manipulations, no weird this, that, whatever. Just genuine decisions to follow Jesus. So let's pray for the churches and the pastors and the people who are involved. We do that. Father, we come before you right now and we thank you and praise you for everything. You're just you're just fantastic to us. There's no other no human words can really describe how we feel about you. And so we just want to ask you in this time, as Easter is coming, as the celebration on this planet for the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ is presented, that ears would be opened. Holy Spirit, you would we would speak to the truth of the gospel and regenerate hearts and people making decisions to repent and acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord. What we're looking for, Lord, is uh, the enemy to be held back, to be uh, restrained. And for people who would normally uh, want to go and then have something interrupt where some kind of spiritual warfare is going on, that, that, that there would be prevailing so people can get to the fellowships, listen to the message, respond, yield, and say yes to your call. We are looking for grace and mercy and wonderful reports, and we welcome our future brothers and sisters, and we pray for them now in their awesome journey that they're about to enter into. We pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, so, and that's a very important part for all of us to recognize. This is not about a denomination or a church. This is about his church. It's about Jesus Christ being the head. And that's what's the that's the key component there. All right, here's our trivia question. Not too difficult, I will confess. Here we go. In Gethsemane, who did Jesus ask to keep watch with him? In Gethsemane, who did Jesus ask to keep watch with him? That's the trivia question. If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. Or you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Who did Jesus ask in the Garden of Gethsemane? Who did he say, keep watch with me for, for this time? Who did he ask that of? I think most of you will know that answer. I'll give you a chance to respond. In the meantime, we're going to do our DNA if that's all right, D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily, which means daily. Well, I mean, how often is daily? Okay. N, never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never, ever, ever be ashamed of what Jesus has to say. doesn't matter what the world tries to make you. doesn't matter what they try to do. Ignore that. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means serving is something, wait, is on our minds. See, this is the thing. It's not just you're in traffic and that's on your mind, although you need to pay attention when you're driving. It's not just you need to go and do this errand. It's not just that you need to buy this present for this person or take this person or whatever. It's that there are other people in the universe 
and we should have a higher level of awareness to to that very thing. Okay, that's what it is. That's the DNA. Use it every day. It's the right way to go about it. Question in Gethsemane: Who did Jesus ask to help him keep watch? Number nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. Text two one four two one zero eight four eight three. You can also send an email, David at he must increase.org. We do have somebody on the phone ready to answer the trivia. Great. Okay. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. It's Samson. Hey, brother. How are you? Good. Good. Awesome. All right. Ready for the? I know you're ready for the trivia question. I know you know it. Yes. I know. I, I know. I, yeah, you know I'll it. give you the Sunday school answer. <laughs> it's gonna be a little little softer on these uh, on these particular trivia's on this day. Who, oh, okay. who, or whom? Who in Gethsemane? Who did Jesus ask to keep watch with him? Well, three of his disciples, and I'm assuming uh, Peter, John, and. James. That is correct, sir! You are right. I always feel bad, in, I, no matter what, I always feel bad because Andrew is just this, he's the missing duck in this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, he's the third wheel. Yeah, I mean, it's Peter and Andrew and then James and John. There's only like one major uh, reference to the four of them, you know, asking something. It's like, what What was he doing? So he wasn't yeah. hanging out. What's going oh, on, maybe brother? Maybe he was eating in and out burger while they're <laughs> doing their thing. How are you doing? What's going on? Uh, just, I mean, going home to take a family for a good Friday service. So. Amen. Yeah, so. Well, that's awesome. You're going to do a good. good Friday service. Are you excited about it? Oh, yes. Good. Very, very much. That's great, brother. And that's a wonderful thing to do and have your family there involved in recognizing all the phases. The the one thing that I love is that people recognizing all that took place. This is the time where you say, it's Friday, and then you go through that process, but Sunday's coming, right? Yes, that's correct. Amen, brother. And I really appreciate uh, earlier when you were praying for all the churches and pastors. Uh, like so often, uh, it's easy to neglect to pray for even our own pastor, you know, or church. But that was so so amazing to uh, thank you for serving the body of Christ That's through true. your program. Yeah, it's and to me, you know, you know, it's not even it's like a it's like I'm I'm built for it. You know what I'm saying? It's not this. That's not the hard part, which is why I know it's the Lord. Because if I was doing this on my own, forget it. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd just be sitting there eating a Reuben sandwich, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Right. I appreciate it. Well, yeah, happy Good Friday and uh, happy Easter if I don't talk to you on Easter. Okay. God bless you, brother. Okay. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Our good friend Samson. Good job there. All right. So I want to go back to this. I know you guys are going, you're not going to say anything more bad about that stuff. Right? Because in our in our ministry, you know, I'm just saying, we, you know, the one thing you will never get to accuse us of is, well, you don't talk about sin enough. <laughs> it's like yeah, every other segment. Anyway, so, <laughs> for, you know, six segments a show, 700 shows. Let's see. 700 times six. Okay, there you go. <laughs> 
4,200 times. All right, so anyway, so and then 20, okay. So anyhow, the point of that is the rest of the portion, which I think is really uh, hard uh, to hear it, but recognizing that this is the place we want to get to. So listen to what the author says. After he goes through that, he says, now, everyone who lives on milk is inexperienced with the message about righteousness because he's an infant, but solid food is for the mature. And then he has this little stop point where he's going to define who is mature. And I think that's kind of an interesting, uh, even from a, a writing point of view, right? It's an interesting way to see, you know, he, he's, he's going down this whole chapter and a half where he's really going to say, look, you guys got to do better, da-da-da, da-da-da, I'm looking for this, looking for this. And then he stops and he goes, this is who he's defining as mature. Those whose senses have been trained to distinguish between good and evil. And that is an amazing definition of maturity it's just such an amazing death and in fact i i kind of wish uh we would use this in society we don't and uh, in fact when the bible talks about people that twist the word of god it calls them unstable and unlearned and this is part of what it's talking about right here because the people that have their senses trained have that little spidey sense you know spidey sense really ding 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 have that trained to distinguish between good and evil between right and wrong between light and darkness that's why isaiah said woe unto them that put light for darkness and darkness for light and that's what's happening in society at large, it's happening not just in politicians, it's happening in the educational systems, it's happening with Hollywood, it's happening with celebrities, it's happening with sports, it's happening with the media. They're putting evil for good and good for evil and swapping them, and it shows, biblically, they're immature. They're just immature. They're almost like childlike, especially the way they go about it. And the scripture defines what a mature believer is, somebody that can distinguish between good and evil. And I would actually contend this, although I, I might find some people that disagree, but not a lot, that one of the great missing gifts in the church today is not all of the you know massive sign gifts and power gifts and things of that nature, as much as the gift of discerning of spirits so that we can know the origin and the source of things. Because when you know where it comes from, that helps you understand where it's going and what it's trying to do. If you know something comes from a dark side, you know the goal is ultimately darkness. And it's just like, yikes. So why I'm saying that is not to, to berate anybody. Is I'm berating myself as berate, berate. I don't have any hair to berate. Uh, I'm, I'm beating myself up as much as anybody else. We have to function in a way that we have our senses trained to distinguish, to discern, to see the difference between good and evil. When we do that, we're being mature in Christianity. Christianity is not a faith system that says, oh, it doesn't matter what you do. We just think everything's fantastic. That is never in there. Jesus' first message on every call was repent. You want to know why he said repent? Because some things were going on that were wrong. That's why. So have your senses. Ask the Lord if you're not there. Help me to get mature enough to be able to distinguish between good and evil. Help me to grow up a little bit. Okay? All right. We're going to take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Most of my life it feels like I've been running. 
the David Spoon Experience. I am such a sinner. Not just a sinner. I am such a sinner. I'm like the biggest sinner ever. That's how I felt. And then it was the understanding that God really cared about me. And therein lies the key. Because God did care. He does care. And it's the same for you. You're listening to me. He does care. And that pain you're going through, it makes him weep. And you might say, well, you can't back that up spiritually or scripturally. Yes, I can. John chapter 11, verse 35. Jesus wept. Not for Lazarus. Lazarus was getting up in five minutes. But all the grief and the pain around him. Come on. God has a heart. His heart's bigger than your heart. So here's part of the things that I, I mean, I'm skipping, I'm skipping light years. I'm just going past it. But it's like when that guy started crying and I started getting mad and then he said it was, this is how the Lord feels for you. and This is the, the Lord's heart for you. It just showed me I'm so hard hearted. I'm, I'm like, a, I'm like, a, I'm like a, a, a rock, but not in a good way. You know, I'm like a, like a dumb rock. Like, oh man, what's the matter with me? And so, you know what he did when he was done doing that? Because now I'm gone, right? Because now, you, how do you think after after that happens, how do you think I feel? Okay. So now I'm like, please pray for me. <laughs> That's right. Because I'm just lost. And he prays for me. And it's powerful. It's like, you know, it's unbelievable. It's just really, very, really powerful. Here's the thing that leads up to it. Now, are we ready? Cause, and that is the, the powerful point, especially when he cried. But it turns out that I went to that church for a little while. You want to hear something absolutely, positively, mind-blowing, amazing? Three months later on a Sunday night, I was preaching in that church. And I was preaching Romans 1.16, the very first thing I ever taught in my life. In that church, in Pastor David Huntsworth Church, Abundant Life in Dillon, Colorado. And I'll tell you one thing that I hope you really hear. And that is that one experience so affected me, I was never the same person again. It just showed me that God really does care. We're pretty hard-hearted. Yeah, we're kind of, we're mashugi from time to time. Not God. He's totally awesome.